And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Talking Niners podcast, part of the Blue Wire Hustle Network. I am your host, Kobe Ransom. Joining me today, as per usual, which is kind of routine now. I mean, you kind of expect it. Niner Wire, Sam. Sam, we uh, we finally got the official schedule. How are we feeling? I mean, I'm feeling great. Schedule release day is always one of my favorite days. I love just putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And now we got everything, and now we're looking set for the regular season. Preseason, I guess you could say, or regular season, whatever you want to call it. We're looking set. I'm ready to get rolling. Let's get into it, man. Um, Before we get into it, apparently, uh, Sam, you are a source now. Uh, you want to? I guess I am. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all the guys, by the way, let me just, let me put this out there. I'm not a source. I got all my stuff from Jason Apani, Javier Vega. Those are the two guys you have to credit. Credit to those guys. Huge shout out to those guys for nailing the schedule. Obviously, big guys in the 49ers community. But, hey, man, if the leaks, if the leak sites are going to say that I'm the source, I mean, I don't want to necessarily take full credit to it. So I kind of kept that under the radar. But those guys are where credit is due for them. So shout out to them. And I hope all those sources knew it. The guys I was talking to, they seem to either tag both of us or I talked to the one guy who kept tagging me. He knew it was them. But you know what? Shout out to those two guys. And I guess I'm a source now. It is what it is. I will say I did figure out the Atlanta game before anyone else did. So Ooh. that could be something. <laughs> All right. Um, and I also got hold of the Cincinnati game before it got out. But I'm not going to go into that too much. See, now now you're flexing a little bit. Now you're yeah, flexing. Yeah, man, you got to flex. You, you're saying you're a source. <laughs> now I just got to throw out all that information. You got yeah, you, 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 you set I just, yourself I just up for that. Funny. I thought it was funny because I was just scrolling through Twitter, minding my business as I normally do. I spend like 95% of my day on Twitter. I need to stop. But, yeah, I spend a lot of time on Twitter just scrolling through the timeline late at night, and I'm just like I see the NFL schedule leaks account, and I see 49ers – and they'd have a couple a couple matchups on there, like per Jason Aponte and Nine Wire Sam. I was like, what? What? <laughs> I was like, Sam and Jason? I thought it was funny. But all right. Uh, getting into these schedule, we're going to pull it up here. Um, first ever 17-game uh, schedule, 18 weeks. We have the three preseason games, which is going to be the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders. So based on all AFC West teams. Um, yeah, preseason. It should happen. Um, this year, so um, yeah, I'm not gonna say much. We'll see Trey Lance most likely in those in those games, along with alongside some other guys like Jalen Hurd, uh, the rookie class, all that. It'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch him in the preseason against some of these teams. Yeah, I definitely think the preseason the preseason is going to be a bit more important this year because this is where the quarterback this is where the quarterback battle is going to be won. We talked about this last night on my stream. Preseason is going to have a huge impact on what the 49ers do at quarterback week one and training camp for that matter as well. If Trey Lance is outperforming Jimmy Garoppolo, then they're going to roll with Trey Lance. No doubt about it. But if Trey Lance needs more time, then they're going to roll with Jimmy Garoppolo to start off the year. So I believe the preseason games, it's going to be a big test for both of these quarterbacks and really just the whole roster. You still got some questions at cornerback too. Could it be Ambry Thomas? Could it be Emmanuel Mosley? Also, you got a question, right guard, Brunskill, maybe could come in, Aaron Banks. I bet it'll be Aaron Banks. We'll talk about that a bit later, but quarterback's really where it's at. Also, wide receiver three. There are still a few question marks for this 49ers team. Those are all going to be solved in the preseason, but I'd expect in the preseason games, you see a lot of action with Garoppolo and a lot of action with Lance, especially in those first two games. By the third one, they should have it figured out. You'll probably see Sudfeld, Rosen, and Josh Johnson competing for that third string option right there. Maybe someone goes on the practice squad. We'll have to see. But the quarterback battle is going to be the key to this preseason for the 49ers. Also, uh, I guess some news today also. Uh, Austin Walter got waived today, so it was one less 49er on the roster. And that, so was, think- that, was, the, that was a move that everyone was expecting. You know, there had to be yeah. three odd men out, and I think everyone kind of concluded that he was definitely going to be one of them. So 
you know what? He did really well here. Best of luck wherever he goes. I, de I definitely think he can ball out. Really proved himself in San Francisco. So best wishes to him. All right. Getting into the main event, the regular season schedule. 49ers open up at Detroit and at Philadelphia. So the last time the 49ers opened up with two East Coast games in their week three um, opener, they went to the Super Bowl. So uh, those those are and just last the time they opened up against Detroit, they went to the Super Bowl. And the and time when, before they opened up against Detroit, they went to the Super Bowl and won both of those. By the way, so um, if you're a big conspiracy guy, if you're into that kind of thing, um, luck is in our favor. So um, yeah, Niners start off with two, uh, I guess, easier matchups. The Lions, that you know, with the, against the kneecappers. That should be a relatively easy game for the Niners. They should be favored in that game, as well as the Philadelphia game. They're kind of a – no, we won't really know what they really are. Brand-new coach. Um, I mean, we think Jalen Hurts will start, but we'll see. But, um, yeah, that team is um, – those are two games that the Niners should be favored in heavily. Absolutely. And those are two must-win games, in my opinion. You're in a – even though I know we were talking about before the show started, the schedule is a pretty easy schedule compared to most teams. But don't – I mean, you're in the NFC West. This is the toughest division in football. You have to win the games that you should be able to win. And I think the first two, Detroit and Philadelphia, those are two teams who are struggling right now and I think we know are probably going to struggle throughout the season unless something happens with Philadelphia with all the injuries and everything. I think that would probably be – I mean, that's the only reason I can see Philly being good. But in reality, the 49ers are definitely better than these two teams. So I believe that the 49ers should – they should win these two games. And, I mean, it's it, you have to win these games because it will give you the upper hand in the division, which you desperately need considering your division is absolutely stacked. Yeah, most definitely. And, um, I mean, I guess the question would be, you know, who who is starting, the, you know, those first two games. Um I have my sauce, and that will save it for later if we get to it. But, um, yeah, two easy games. And we get to the home opener, which the 49ers, they um, announced, you know, per uh, Nick Wagner of ESPN, that they are preparing for full stadiums. And the last time the Niners played in the full stadium was against the Packers in the NFC Championship game, where they gave the Packers uh, a run for their money. So, you know, their first game with full fans, potentially, is going to be against these same Packers. And will Aaron Rodgers be playing or not? We have no idea. I I think he will still be here uh, in Green Bay, and I think it will be Aaron Rodgers once again returning to California. And we hear the whole. Did you know that Aaron Rodgers was a 49er fan thing before the Sunday Night Football game? This one uh, might be a bit of a toss up. We'll see how it goes, but a pretty cool opener for the 49ers. Yeah, definitely a big opener. Great to have fans back in the stadiums. Very sad that I'm definitely going to be missing out on that one, unfortunately, but. You know what? Green Bay Sunday Night Football, I think that's a fantastic way to start the home opener. Just get fans back in the stadium. Lots of people are going to be tuned in for this. This has been a great rivalry for the past few years, past decade, I should say. Green Bay, San Francisco, a lot of back-and-forth battles. I did make a prediction today. I did say that Green Bay would win this game. And the reason being, I still think it really it's the quarterback. There's so much uncertainty at 49ers quarterback. It's really hard to predict right now. So as I said like in that tweet that I tweeted out, it's it's a very early prediction. And the Green Bay game, if I had to predict right now where I see this going, I would think Green Bay is winning. Green Bay, by the way, one of the most underrated teams in the NFC. Before the Aaron Rodgers news came out, before free agency, before all of that stuff, I said Green Bay was the favorite to make it to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Obviously, things have changed a little bit. I'm not even going to think about who I would pick as the favorite because we're here to talk about the schedule right now. And I haven't thought about that necessarily. But... This is going to be a tough game. This is going to be the first real challenge of the season. And if I talk about week four, week five, those are two massive challenges in my opinion. In my opinion, as big as this Green Bay challenge, considering these are division opponents, you have to win every divisional game this year that you can, especially if you're the NFC West when you're the 49ers. You have to beat Seattle. You have to beat Arizona. And you have to try and beat them twice. And I definitely think Seattle and Arizona I – mean, Seattle, in my opinion – they got worse this offseason. Those that's the one team in this NFC West that got worse this offseason. They did lose some key pieces, added some depth on the D line, which they needed, but the secondary got worse. The offensive line, they didn't really do anything too big with that, other than adding Gabe Jackson. So, in my opinion, it's gonna be two tough games. Seattle's gonna be tough. Arizona, this is a team that everyone's underrating. Yes, they have Cliff Kingsbury as coach. 
I know that we all hate Cliff Kingsbury. He's not that great of a coach, but do not underestimate this team on paper. You got Kyler Murray. Your offense is just stacked across the board. Minus your offensive line's a bit iffy. Running back situation can be a bit iffy, but the weapons you have a wide receiver with Kyler Murray, that is a dream to have for your team. And on the defensive side, they did get better. Zayvon Collins seems like they are extremely high on him. Isaiah Simmons could have a bounce back sophomore year. That could work out for the Arizona Cardinals. So two very tough games right there. And then I think you're very lucky to have an early bye. And I'll let Kobe, I'll let you speak about those two games in the bye because I know you had some thoughts, especially about the bye early on. Yeah, so the Seahawks game, I think this is the earliest we've played the Seahawks in a while. And we know even Week two in 2017 was the last time we yeah. played them this early. Yeah, so I mean, early on, you get in the and Russell Wilson, we know he's going to be there. It's always tough to gauge the Seahawks because every time we think they kind of suck, Russell Wilson makes them, you know, much better than they should be. And then, you know, just knowing the history with uh, Russell and the Seahawks against us, you know, I, it's going to be tough to gauge. And in that early window, those first four weeks, you know, you get kind of two easy ones and then you get two that, you know, chances that, you know, you might have a good chance to win, but you also could lose them if you're not careful. So, you know, we'll see. And then Arizona, it's, uh, yeah, Arizona, they, I mean, they, they have improved. We can't say they haven't, you know, to say that they haven't improved would be, uh, you know, negligent, but um, it's all about what Cliff Kingsbury can do with this team, you know, because I know there's a lot of people who don't believe much in, in Cliff Kingsbury. They had a, they got off to a good start last year, and then things got rough. And then you know, towards the end of the season, they lost to guys like CJ Beathard and John Walford when they're trying to get into the playoffs. And it's like, man, how do you blow that? So we'll see, you know, improved roster. And then the early buy, this is probably one of the this is probably one of the more the things that people were kind of anticipating to see where that buy would be at. Because as it pertains to that certain quarterback that everyone is uh wants to see play, I think the two targets were like you know, after the bye week or after the Thursday night game and the bye week is early and the Thursday night game is late. So, you know, trying to see um, if Trey Lance plays the season where he gets in, is it week one, you know, does he beat Garoppolo in camp? And if he doesn't, where does he get in? Does he get in after the bye that early after five games? How do the Niners look at that point? Are they like, are they three and two? Are they two and three? Are they four and one? You know, and that Thursday night game is late. There's a, there's a low chance they're going to make a change that late in the season. There'll be two games left after that. So I know most people were probably saying after the bye, but if Garoppolo is playing well, it's really tough. Because Garoppolo, I mean, I'm assuming he gets the first, you know, he'll, even with the, the camp battle, and I know we'll get more into this later, but I think Garoppolo is, is his job to lose. And if he starts this, you know, just start their, their early schedule, if they do well, I think he probably keeps the job going forward and it'll be tough to see where uh, Lance gets in. Yeah, and I also think you look at this bye, as we said earlier, five crucial games ahead of this week's six bye. If Garoppolo is not doing well in any of these games, I don't think the 49ers will hesitate to make the change week six and put Trey Lance in. So personally, I actually do really like this bye. I think it makes good sense. You can evaluate where Garoppolo is after five weeks. If he's not good, you put Trey Lance in. If Garoppolo is balling out, you can keep Trey Lance in and then move on to week seven against the Indianapolis Colts, which could be a very tough game for Trey Lance to have his first start. But we'll have to see. The Thursday night game, we'll talk about that later. I don't think, I mean, that was, yeah, that was another sp spot for Trey Lance to come in. But I think right now you're looking at week seven for him to start it off. And moving on to week seven, you look at the Indianapolis Colts. This is one of the most underrated teams in the NFL. If Carson Wentz can stay healthy, if he can ball out, which I do believe that Carson Wentz will have a bounce back year this year. This is going to be one of the biggest games. It's not, the, the implications of this game are not that big considering the fact that this is an AFC opponent. I think you can afford to lose to these AFC opponents a bit more, but you know what? You always want to get those wins because a win is a win is a win. So I definitely think this is going to be a big game. If this is Trey Lance's first game, big. I mean, that's a massive spotlight on him in primetime against a team that should win their division. It's going to be an interesting game against Indianapolis. If Garoppolo stays, I think we'll be, be fine that game, but Indianapolis could be a very tough game to play also DeForest Buckner return kind of wonder what the Niners are going to do for that yeah I'm sure they have a, a little tribute for him but um yeah I mean with the Colts that'll be a tough team you know we, they were good last year with Phillip Rivers and that defense was phenomenal uh with uh DeForest Buckner leading the charge now they got Quiddy Pay to add alongside the defensive line the offensive line 
We know it's good. Uh, we don't know, you know, when Eric Fisher might play. So left tackle might be a question mark early on, but we'll see. But, you know, Carson Wentz is back with Frank Reich. And, you know, that's that's who his OC was when he had his MVP season. So we'll see if uh, Reich can get Wentz back to MVP form. And if they are able to, that's a formidable team for sure. Uh, then you got the Bears in week eight, which will that be Lance versus Fields? Will it be Garoppolo versus Fields? Will it be Garoppolo versus Dalton? You know, everyone's excited for that matchup. Um, that's probably going to be one of the more interesting games to see which quarterbacks are playing. Um, it could be more interesting. It could be less interesting depending on who's in there. But nonetheless, a game I think the Niners should be favored in for sure. And then you got the Cardinals again. Um, you play the Cardinals twice in four games, which is uh, – I think that I think we had that happen back in 2019 as well. Um, during the Niners Super Bowl run. I think they had them twice in a, in a short span. But uh, yeah, yeah, they had that. They've had them in a very short span for – I think last year was the only exception. They've always had yeah. the Cardinals very close to each other. So, And the Cardinals, most of those times, have always had the 49ers number. I'll just say that whenever the game – Yeah, the Cardinals, each other. no matter what, they, they play as they play as tough. It's always a tough one to really gauge. That, those are a toss-up. You know, They might split the season. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. And then you get the third um, – Primetime game of five the Niners have, which is tied for the most, which I guess NFL believes Niners will be good again um, this year, which, of course, we all believe so because, you know, less injuries, healthier team. But, yeah, we've got the Rams in week 10. Um, that game, I mean, first time we'll see Stafford. You know, do the Niners still own L.A. with Stafford in there? We know the last two seasons the Niners have swept the Rams. Yeah, I think to just the Chicago game, I'm not going to talk about. You hit the nail on the head with that. I was going to say the exact same thing. Arizona and LA, I mean, again, two division opponents. You got to win as many as you can. Arizona, I think you're probably looking at something similar to week five. That's how it's always been. The Cardinals either always have a number or, I mean, it's always going to be a close game between the two teams. So I think Arizona games are always fun to go to, always fun to watch. That should be one that you should keep your eye on. And the Rams game, our only Monday night game of the year. As of now, there is some flexing that they could do later, but this should be a good game at Levi's Stadium. The Rams' defense did get a bit worse, so I'm thinking maybe you go a bit more, more of an offensive approach, try attack on offense a lot instead of relying on your defense to do some stuff. But this should be a very fun game. Week 10, Monday Night Football. I think the NFL nailed this one. But then after the Rams game, um, this is the one that some people may think is the trap game of 2021. The Jaguars coming off you know, a, a shortened week. You're playing on Monday night. And then we know it's not the shortened of shortened weeks. You know, that's, that's a Thursday night week, but it's a shorter week. And, you know, the Jaguars, the team that might not be too great, um, you know, it's kind of hard to gauge, but we think they're going to they're gonna be a work in progress at that point. You know, if we're coming off a big win against L.A. on Monday Night Football, the chance you might be in for a, a letdown going across the country, you know, early start against the Jaguars team who, you know, we're going to see Trevor Lawrence um, in that game. So we'll see. Could that be the trap game? And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened in 2019 where they come off a massive win against New Orleans, head home, play Atlanta, and just completely fall flat. Yeah, so maybe potential trap game in uh, in Jacksonville. So we'll see. And then we have good old Kirk Cousins coming to uh, California and playing against the Niners once again. The last time we saw them was in the 2019 playoffs where we um, – Embarrassed the Vikings offense at Levi Stadium in the run game. Tevin Coleman was the star of that game, getting over 100 yards rushing and taking the Niners to the championship game. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. We're going to see where the Vikings are. We kind of don't know what the Vikings are right now. Will they be a team who is competing for a playoff spot or will they be kind of just on the – I think they'll be kind of in between, like, bad and good. Yeah, they'll be somewhere in between there, in my opinion. I actually think that the Vikings game is going to be the trap game. You look at what's coming up next – Jacksonville, I think that could also be a trap game. And I think the Niners are going to lose one of the following games, Jacksonville, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Atlanta, and Houston. I think they'll lose one of those games. Actually, I'm going to take Cincinnati off that list. I'm going to go Jacksonville, Minnesota, Atlanta, Houston. I think they're going to lose one of those four games. And I think my prediction right now, Minnesota, frankly, they are the best team out of all of those teams, in my opinion. But when you're looking for when you're looking ahead of that schedule, you have Seattle matchup. Sunday night football. I feel like the 49ers are going to be preparing more for that than that Minnesota game. You obviously got to prepare for Minnesota, but I feel like the more there's a chance that the 49ers overlook the Minnesota Vikings and the Minnesota Vikings can take that one. And they're, yeah, they're a middle of the pack team. So 
we don't really know what they're going to be this year. This could be a very good team and it ends up not being a trap game, or this could be a very bad team. This could be the trap game or they're in the middle and this could be the trap game as well. Jacksonville, definitely another candidate for the trap game. Hopefully we'll win this, that one. I think that's another one. You, as I said earlier, the bad teams that you have the, for the 49ers that are facing Detroit, Philadelphia, those are the two ones that are going to be bad for sure. Cause those are the beginning of the year after that. It's going to be a bit iffy. You don't really know. Jacksonville could be bad. Bang- Bengals could be bad. Falcons could be bad. Texans could be bad. Those are where those trap games come in. And you have to win those games, in my opinion, because if you don't, you're going to fall behind in the division. You're going to fall behind in the standings and the conference. It's just not going to work out for you. So again, possibly another must-win game against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Minnesota. That's why I'm saying Minnesota is a trap game because I bet the Niners could look at the Jaguars as a must-win game, head on to Minnesota, overlook them, look at Seattle as the must-win game, and Minnesota beats the 49ers at home. All right, next we got the 49ers traveling to Seattle Sunday Night Football. Um, They will not be playing in the finale this year. So, yeah, you know, playing in Seattle, most likely going to be a full crowd again. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's always tough to win in Seattle. We'll see how the, the Seahawks look this year. Does their luck finally run out? Do they finally look bad? Um, it's tough to really gauge. You know, Russell Wilson always keeps him in it. But, uh, yeah, another tough game for sure. Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks, as I said, I do think this is the one team in the NFC West that did get worse. But every game that you play in Seattle is going to be a challenge, especially when it's a primetime game. The Seahawks in the past have just killed us on primetime. You had 2012. 2013 thanksgiving 2014 monday night football and then the only except monday night football 2019 i should say the only exception was week 17 of 2019 hopefully that's what happens again and by the way that game was yeah it was fun to watch but in the moment god the stress was just all over me you just did not want to see that but week 13 i'm expecting a loss here i think seattle should take this one, even though I said they were the only team that got worse in the NFC West. They're still a damn good team. So the Seahawks, in my opinion, they're probably going to win this one Sunday Night Football in Seattle. And the Niners, in the wise words of Will, in the wise words of Bill Belichick, not Will Belichick, we're moving on to Cincinnati. Oh, <laughs> uh, Cincinnati! You know, there's a likelihood they're probably still going to be not so good. You know, so it's a t- it's a game the Niners should definitely be favored in and. Depending on how Seattle goes, if they're coming off a loss, they should come out angry and probably destroy the Bengals. Yeah, and I definitely think the reason I wasn't saying a trap game is I actually think Cincinnati could be a bit better this year. They did their defense got a bit better. It's it's kind of they're in an iffy situation right now. I mean, you have a young quarterback in Joe Burrow, you bolstered your wide receiver core. There's still a lot of questions with this team. This so could very line well could still be a. Uh... A question mark. They didn't really do much. Oh, absolutely. Much. Offensive line. You know, to be fair, their offensive line, they did improve a lot this offseason. Even though they didn't get Panay Sewell, which a lot of people were criticizing them for, they did get Riley Reef. They have Jonah Williams already. You have two starting tackles. Jackson Carmen was a guy who, on some boards, was ranked extremely high. He'll be at guard. So it's, a, it's not the best offensive line, obviously, but they did improve it. I'll say that. Same yeah, week. we'll see. We'll see if it was enough to uh I mean it'll be better than last year's line for sure, but it would be oh, enough for, for Burrow to you know, we'll see. Um then the Falcons. Uh Falcons come back to Levi's. Remember in 2019 that heartbreak, Julio Jones, you know, barely breaking the plane to win that game. That was the track game of last year. Um, not last last year, but the year 2019. 2019. Potential trap game this year, maybe, depending on where the Niners are. And especially because it's before Thursday night football and yeah. Thursday night football is a big game against Tennessee. Yeah, I think Atlanta could very exactly on a short week going across the country. Yeah. Yeah. Short week across the country. Very tough team. They are facing against Tennessee Titans. This screams trap game to you. I know I said Minnesota, but my number two pick would definitely be Atlanta. And speaking of the Tennessee game, a late Thursday night football game. I think this is probably is, I would think this is the last Thursday night football game of the year. This it's definitely going to be a tough this game. Is, uh, this is the latest I've ever seen it for the Niners. Yeah, I've this never like seen. Well, I mean, obviously it's a week eighteen schedule. It's an eighteen week schedule this year. Yeah, I don't know if there's a week six, uh, seventeen Thursday night football, but week sixteen. This is definitely the latest I've seen a Thursday night game for the 49ers. and it's going to be a tough task. I do think Tennessee did not improve this offseason that much, so there's a positive right there. But Tennessee 
always a team that's been very under the radar every year. They should be a playoff team this year from what I'm thinking. We'll have to see how that works. I need to look at the AFC a bit more. But again, this is going to be a very evenly matched game in my opinion. So Tennessee Titans week 16. I'm expecting a win here for the 49ers, but this should be a close one. And then after that, we got Houston um, in uh, at home, you know, coming back on a, you know, kind of get a, a mini bye week before we get close to the playoffs. And um, Niners should definitely smash Houston too. I mean, this is, you know, assuming Deshaun Watson probably will not be playing and it will probably be Davis Mills or whoever else is on that roster right now. Tyra Taylor. Yeah. Niners should definitely that, win. It's, that's not <laughs> a good sign, but you could, I will say could be a trap game. You're looking at a uh, week yeah. 18 I mean, matchup against the Rams. It's such no, a close division. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you're you know what? I I mean it the Texans are in my opinion, the Texans mess, are gonna dude. be the worst team in football. Yeah, they should they're, not they're a mess. We are not the Los Angeles Rams where we lose to the Jets in week 15 because why not? We're gonna be right, we, so I mean now, you have to win this game. They're gonna, they're gonna clip, you know, this is gonna get clipped, and uh when that game comes up. Uh, in January, we're going to have to revisit this clip. Saying, There's no, oh we're boy. not. Gonna this is going to be on no, the bad 49ers text Twitter account someday. Yeah, I don't, we'll I have don't to see. They, don't think they lose. Well, they, they can't lose that one. And then you got, yeah, you, you know, cannot, you cannot lose to Houston. As I was saying earlier, I mean, Detroit, Philly, Houston. Those are the three teams you should absolutely not lose to. Maybe Atlanta, I can understand losing, but that could be the trap game. We'll have to see. But those are the three teams you cannot absolutely not lose to. And then we got the Rams finishing off at SoFi Stadium, uh, which some people refer to as Levi South. So <laughs> we will see how that one goes. Um, but finale in Los Angeles against the Rams this year, where it was the Seahawks the last two years. We'll see what the Rams are. The Rams, you know, they improved their quarterback, but did they kind of, you know, get worse on defense, losing a couple of players? Uh, you know, their draft didn't really address too many things. I mean, they got another receiver in and um, Tutu Atwell. But um, yeah, we'll see. How, is Stafford enough for them to be the favorite in the NFC West? That game may that could be for the division right there. Oh, absolutely, could be for the division right there. And I definitely think, I mean, weeks week eighteen games now are. I mean, they've always been some of the biggest games of the season. I think when, as I said earlier, NFC West is stacked, so these games are going to be crucial, especially for division divisional standings. There should be some wild card implications within some of these NFC West games. So this could be a massive game for the 49ers. And it would be very nice to just secure the division by week 17. So we don't have to go into LA and face this Rams team who could very much win the division as well. All right. And that is the schedule. Um, I will not make a prediction because I said I would not make a <laughs> prediction this year after what happened last year. Um, if you know, you know. But uh, Sam, I think you tweeted your prediction. You said 12 and 5. Yeah, I said 12 and 5. Again, very early prediction. I definitely need to make. I mean, I think once the quarterback situation is figured out, we'll have a better idea of what this team will be, especially with the Green Bay and Arizona games. Those are the first Arizona game, I should say. Those are two games I said that the 49ers would lose. But if the quarterback situation pans out a different way, maybe we'll win. We'll have to see. My real prediction is probably going to be a bit closer to training camp, a bit closer to when the season starts. But as a very early prediction, 12 and 5 with losses to Green Bay, the first Arizona game, the Vikings game, the second Seattle game, and what was the other one? Um there's another game I forget. You know what? It doesn't matter. I I had five <laughs> losses. Maybe I did predict us to lose to Tennessee. I don't really know. I did have five losses. If I pull up the tweet right now, I can see who I had, but yeah, I think I said who did I say? Sorry, I'm stalling a bit. We yeah, said it was, it was I did. So I did predict a Tennessee loss. Okay, and on the on the show I said that we were going to beat Tennessee. So contradict myself already as a very early hey, prediction. Hey, toss up, toss up, game. toss up. <laughs> we'll leave could it win, at that. Could lose. Could win. Could lose. I mean, isn't every game a toss up? Kind of. Hey, could I mean, win. Could, could lose. Be, yeah. <laughs> so just wrap it up. Niners open up on the road east coast twice and they open up uh the home opener is against the green bay packers um they have a early bye week six in the you know longer season so we'll see if uh niners gotta play 11 games straight so yeah you got somebody saying hi to you sam oh it's good quasi man the fans are shout in the out chat. to you man i know who that is <laughs> shout out i know you are 
<laughs> but yeah, Niners play. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think they play twelve games straight. You know? Twelve games. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's it's straight. definitely interesting. Early by, it worked for us in twenty nineteen. Will it work for us in twenty twenty? I mean, no, we'll have to see. Or 2021. Oh, okay. Smoking hot come playoff time. I mean, they, you know, with no really no rest. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, super duper early bye. Yeah, as Jaron Austin says, that bye is super duper early. They got to play 12 games straight after that, which um, they played 13 straight in um, in 2019. So maybe they're used to it. Maybe, maybe it's good luck. A lot of good luck, you know, with the, the line opener. Um, with the two road openers, you know, just kind of the way it's set up, you know, you could, hey, if history repeats itself, Niners could be in the Super Bowl. Uh, could be playing in Los Angeles twice this year. You know, who who knows? Um, all right. We're 30 minutes in. We got time for some more things. All right. So getting into the rest of the rookie class because we're in a, well, not really. We got rookie minicamp coming up this weekend. So we'll see. We might have some topics from there. But hitting the rest of the rookie class, uh, day two guys. Uh, Aaron Banks, Trey Sermon, and I'm getting his name. Ambry Thomas. Aubrey, yeah, Ambry Thomas. Uh, you know, I'll let you start, Sam. You know, your, your roles. Who do you think starts? Who do you think plays the most of those three guys? Aaron Banks is for sure playing the most. I think that's that that should be the easiest answer of the podcast from all the questions you're going to ask me, all the questions we're going to discuss. If you're a starting offensive lineman, you're going to play the most snaps. It's, it's that simple. You don't really get to replace that often. Most offensive linemen – when healthy, we'll play 100% of the snaps. So Aaron Banks should be the guy that plays the most and probably will have the biggest impact for this team, in my opinion. You needed a pass blocking guard next to Mike McGlinchey. They got him with Aaron Banks, a pure pass blocker. I really like I At first, I was like, who is Aaron Banks? But now that I look at him more, he seems like a fantastic fit for this team. And I'm really glad we got him. Barry, a kid coming home. You always love to see that. So Aaron Banks is the guy who I think will probably have the biggest role for this team. As for the other two, it's going to be interesting what they do with Trey Sermon, in my opinion. Trey Sermon is a guy who could be RB1. I, the 49ers don't really have an RB1. It's all committee. He could get the most snaps, but Shannon's just going to hand it off to the hot hand. So we'll have to see how that goes. That's probably going to be Trey Sermon's role. Just if he has the hot hand, he'll get the ball more. And if he's hot, really hot, then he'll get the ball all the time, basically. But I think Trey Sermon definitely has the chance to be that guy who gets the majority of the snaps for this 49ers, who gets the ball the most. It works out really well, in my opinion, for him. I mean, Raheem Moster, as I say, I'm, I, yeah, he's a great player, but I do believe that Trey Sermon's better. Same with Jeff Wilson, and same with um, Wayne Gallman. We'll have to see. He could get cut. So Trey Sermon, I think, could be the guy who could get the majority of the snaps. I think most of those are going to come later in the season. I bet we start off with Raheem Moster and Jeff Wilson being the main two guys. Wayne Gallman could get cut. We'll have to see. He could get a lot of snaps. Jamichael Hasty could get on this team, get some snaps. And then Ambry Thomas. I think this is a guy who fits our scheme perfectly, but he does need a bit of development. He had some consistency issues at Michigan. You got to fix that up a little bit. And I definitely and think he opted out last year, so he hasn't played. He opted out last year too. So this is the developmental guy. So he shot. He probably should not start week one. Plus, you gave him many Mosley starting money. So what's the point in benching him? So I believe that uh, Ambry Thomas. His role this year is probably going to be a bit of a decreased one. He should be sitting behind Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley. Or if we add another cornerback to this team, I know we saw some Richard Sherman reports. He could be sitting behind Richard Sherman this year. So it's a developmental role, but year two, he should be good to go. And then, yeah, for me, yeah, Aaron Banks is probably going to start over Brunt School. You know, bigger body, and he can still move. And he's just overall, uh, you know, just a better offensive lineman. Um, with you know much higher potential than Brunsko. And you know, having Brunsko as your backup isn't too bad. You know, he was real good in that role in 2019. So he'll be back on that role most likely for this upcoming season. Trey Sermon, you know, Raheem Mostert would still be the, the best back because of his home run hitting ability. But Trey Sermon, it's gonna be interesting to see how him and um Jeff Wilson work. I feel like Sermon is like a better version of Wilson, you know, just kind of like a guy who's gonna get you four or five yards and a couple of times break a couple of big ones. Um not blazing fast, but he's, he's, you know, still quick enough to get big gains. Uh, I like Sermon a lot, you know, just kind of a guy who can be the workhorse for them. You kind of take, you know, 15, 20 carries a game if the running game is really going. Um, be what I guess Kyle Shanahan wanted Tevin Coleman to be for this team. 
So, yeah, I think that would probably be Trey Sermon's role. I think he'll play quite a bit. He'll contribute uh, quite a bit. And then, yeah, Ambry Thomas is kind of the wild card. We didn't see him play. He was, you know, he was, you know, he was nice in, in Michigan in 2019. You know, there's some potential there. He's got good ball skills. He absolutely uh, should not have opted out. I'll just say that. He could have been picked a lot higher if he okay, stayed. Maybe we should be happy he did opt out because maybe we got a steal. But, um, yeah, I mean, he he has good ball skills. You know, he's pretty good in press coverage. We'll see how much work he needs. He could be a guy who, in the preseason, one of those battles, if he's showing out in uh, in camp and playing well in the preseason games, it's a chance to get a job from Manuel Mosley. But I think Mosley would be the favorite to get the uh, other outside corner job. So, yeah, that would be it for the day two guys. And the day three guys, day three is always rough. Um, you've got, uh, I think, what's the, uh, I, can, I always forget the other lineman's name. I think it's Moore. Jalen Moore. Yeah, Jalen Moore. From Western Michigan. And we've got uh, Talanoa Hufunga. You know, that's another guy who's probably my favorite uh, day three pick. And then we've got um, Diamondor Lenore and Elijah Mitchell. So of those guys, I'll let you go first again. Who do you think actually plays, you know, gets like snaps in the regular season? Out of those four guys, I'm going to go Diamondor Lenore. And reason being, even though I like Talano Hufanga a lot, I think he needs a bit more development. You saw on the film, he has some problems with getting to the ball. Route running and just getting to the ball, how he does that, needs some improvement. Angles, Angles is the word I'm looking for. He needs to take better angles to the ball. Also, tackling skills could be improved a little bit, but he needs a bit more development. But this is he should be a fifth-round seal, in my opinion. This is probably a developmental guy who can fill in that safety, can maybe play linebacker. I definitely think Talano Hufunga will make an impact this year, but I think Diamondor Lenore will make a bit of a bigger impact because you look at this 49ers cornerback situation. You have Verrett. You have... K1 Williams. And those are two guys who have dealt with injuries in the past few years. I think Diamondor Lenore is going to have to step up into that role. I need to watch a bit more film on him. If I'm being completely honest, I don't know if Kobe, you've done that a little bit, but Diamondor Lenore is a guy who I think will have to step in at some point this year. And I think could do pretty well. Seems like he's a pretty good nickelback outside corner could use some work, but Diamondor Lenore is the guy Honestly, I wouldn't pick any of those four guys. I would go Austin Watkins because this is a guy who could be the wide receiver three and probably has one of the better chances to do so. Yeah, I'm with. I think a lot of people are, are uh, like Austin Watkins as he as the guy who probably gets some snaps of the late guys who are right in of the, for the rookies. Um, but yeah, um, you know, Moore is probably not going to play. Could be a, a developmental um, offensive lineman, or he might not even make the team. We'll see. Um, and then oh, you've he'll got, make the team. He's the developmental guy, though. Yeah, I mean, he could be on practice squad. That's what I mean. Like, might not make active roster in case maybe you know they brought Tom Compton back, which I know we don't think that highly of him, but maybe there's a reason for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, I mean Yamdul Lenore. I think they brought him in to be kind of the developmental nickelback because you know King not going to be here forever. Uh, he's on a one year deal. They might let him go next season, depending on how the money works. But um. Yeah, Lenore gives him a chance to kind of get have a nickel guy in the building who could play later on. And then um, Elijah Mitchell is the interesting one. We know they cut Walter today. Um, Gallman could be the next guy out. Do they keep four backs in the roster? You know, and, you know, with, with just the injury history of the Niners running backs, the chance that Mitchell may need to come in and play at some point. And they use a six-round pick on him, so it's not a guy that they just kind of, you know, brought in an undrafted free agency, you know, kind of they use some actual capital on him. So maybe – Shanahan and Bobby Turner think something of him. Maybe he plays a little bit, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, he's always tough. My voice is going out for some reason, but uh, yeah, it's always tough with the day three guys. Um, some could turn out to be stars like uh, Greenlaw and Kittle. Others you may never see or hear from them ever again. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. But I think they got some good ones. Um, Telano Hufunga is a guy. You know, we'll see. Um, I think if he makes roster, he'll definitely be a, a special teamer for sure. Oh, he but will yeah. make the roster. There's no doubt he's going to yeah. cut or put on the practice squad. I think the only person who has a shot of making the practice squad is probably Elijah Mitchell, and I highly doubt that's the case. I mean, we use a six-round pick on him. I think I, I think the 49ers learned after the Caden Smith scenario. We dropped him 2019, really wanted him on this roster, but didn't have the room, so we waved him, hoped that no one would pick him up, and unfortunately, the Giants picked him up, and he's still, he's been pretty damn good there, so... Shout out to Caden Smith, but it didn't work out in San Francisco. He, We were hoping to have him on the practice squad. didn't work out. 
I bet the running back room, in my opinion, I we were talking about the running back room, who's the odd man out is. I bet it's Gallman and Jamichael Hayes. You have Trey Sermon, you have Jeff Wilson, you have Raheem Mostert, Elijah Mitchell on the main roster, Hasty on the practice squad. Wayne Gallman goes elsewhere. The reason I'm saying Wayne Gallman is the odd man out, even though I really like that signing. They no guaranteed money. You know, what? Sermon. I think Sermon takes the spot that Gallman would have had if he made the roster. Yeah, that too. Sermon well, yeah. Sermon takes a spot for him, probably. Also, no guaranteed money for Wayne Gallman. And we signed him pretty late. Uh, and that kind of leads to Kobe's what Kobe just said. Trey Sermon kind of taking his role. So I'm definitely thinking that Wayne Gallman will be the odd man out there. Yeah, and that was what I said when he got signed. I was like, you know, they really wanted him that badly because they got him early on, you know, and not let him maybe have a chance to sign with the team. I thought he was like a late ad in case maybe they couldn't get Trey Sermon in the draft or, you know, just didn't get running back at all in the draft. But, yeah, I mean, I had a feeling that Sermon – I mean, not Sermon, but Gallman uh, was kind of an odd ad. I mean, not that it was bad, but it was just like, huh, interesting. But – yeah. All right. That's the uh, that's the rest of the draft class. We hit on that pretty quick. And uh, we got some time to get into uh, everyone's favorite you know, topic, quarterbacks. So Lance versus Garoppolo is uh, one of the more – I feel like it's getting kind of aggressive out there on social media. There are some people out there who don't want to see Garoppolo play another down of football for the San Francisco 49ers. I am not one of those people. But there are those people out there and some people who say that it makes no sense whatsoever for Trey Lance to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Sam, I'll let you start on this one. Does it make sense for the 49ers to start Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey Lance for any portion of the season? I'm going to give a bit of a weak answer for this. It just it really depends on what happens at training camp. That's all I'll say, really. But if I if you want a bit more of an answer, personally, I think Trey Lance should be starting this full year, in my opinion. Reason being, Kyle Shanahan has zero faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. I've been saying this forever now. Kyle Shanahan is ready to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, and we all know it. And by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo, don't hate him. It's because Kyle Shanahan hates him that I want Trey Lance starting over him. It's that simple. So Trey Lance should be the one that starts more games this year for the 49ers. And Trey Lance should be the one that starts week one. Will it happen? Probably not from what I'm thinking. But as I said earlier, by the bye week, week six bye, I think week seven is where you're probably expecting Trey Lance to come in and take over for the San Francisco 49ers team. Also, I would not be surprised. Someone someone tweeted out earlier today, let's talk about what happened in 2016. The Eagles had Sam Bradford as their quarterback, then traded up into the top three. They went to number two, took a North Dakota State quarterback, and then traded Sam Bradford later on for a first-round pick. Coincidence? I think not. And, by the way, just adding more to, onto that, Jimmy Garoppolo and Sam Bradford, two injury-prone quarterbacks. Just saying. Sheesh. All right, so for, for reference to that, um, Bradford was traded to the Vikings when Teddy Bridgewater went down, I believe, because Bridge, mm-hmm. Bridgewater wasn't ready, uh, ready to come back yet. I think that's what it was. But – um. Yes, yeah, so out there needs a quarterback late. Maybe their starter gets injured. Maybe you know their their starters look as good as they thought, um, and they just think, "Hey, let's let's take a shot at Garoppolo." Don't know which team that would be. Would it be the Broncos? Uh, which it would be a team whose quarterback went down in training camp, similar to the Teddy Bridgewater situation. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, I'm wishing injury on anybody, but you know, that's probably what it would where it would happen. Um, or a team I always kind of think about is Washington. Maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't looking how they want him to because there's no one else behind him. I mean, do they really believe in uh in, in Heineke? I don't think so. I think they kind of just you know brought him back just kind of because. Um, but they can Washington be a team that's like, hey, you know, this team's pretty good. Um, Fitzpatrick, uh, we don't know if he's the guy to take us to where we want to be. Let's trade for Garoppolo, you know, maybe they could be a team, but. Back to the question of does it make sense to start Garoppolo over Trey Lance? I think it does. I think it does. Uh, I'm not saying – and it's funny. I, I'm, I'm going to give a boring answer here kind of. I don't really care in this um, – uh, Sam, he's getting on you. <laughs> oh. You got to stop yelling. Listen, man. What, hey, man. It, you know what? Hold it's, on. It's hold on out there, man. Wait. Hold on. I have had – I've had I, I yesterday I had a test I had to be at school at seven thirty, I had a water polo game after I had water polo today, it's been an exhausting week, man. 
Just let me live, fish. Come hey. on, you're better than this. Fish. Hey, Stan was a busy man. Okay. This man's I'm got... a busy man. I'm a you you said it yourself. I'm a hustler. I can yawn. <laughs> I can yawn. I'm if I'm tired, I'll yawn. You know what? Screw you. And plus, I mean, this is going to audio too. Sometimes the viewers don't have to see my face. You can listen to an audio, you can watch it on YouTube. It's all good, man. I'm fine. You know what? I can I can wake up a little bit, yeah, but I'm a hustler. I'll just leave it at that. I I if, if I have an excuse to be tired, I've been tired a lot. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, life. <laughs> I mean, I'm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, sh- I probably shouldn't be on it, but it's all good. No, I mean, the show man, must look, carry it, on. It's 11:50, bro. I mean, maybe it might be because of this coke I got. You know, might be why I'm not yawning. But listen, it's 11:50 East Coast time. It's late out here, bro. It's late. But um, it's late. I mean, you know, we out here. You know what's weird? I feel like I always I always yawn during the streams for some reason, even though I'm fine. Sometimes <laughs> I just have to hold it in, but I always yawn. It's weird. I always feel fine though. I always I love guess, doing this. I'm never weird. tired doing this. So I'm not exactly. sleeping either, man. Exactly. Okay. I'm, well, I'm I'm it's wide awake out here, and I'm no yawn, no nothing. I might yawn because I said that. But all right, yeah. So this situation with Garoppolo. And Lance could turn out so many different ways. It could be Bradford and Wentz. It could be Matt Flynn and Russell Wilson, where Matt Flynn is brought in expecting to start, and Russell Wilson just comes in and basically destroys him in, in camp. Or it could be the most popular uh, method, which is it really in, you know, the best method up for debate? Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith. Really, I don't really care how this turns out. You know, if Trey Lance sits, cool. You know, he gets to sit. He gets to sit. You know, on the sideline. He gets to be with Ritz Gangrello and kind of just like, hey, whenever a play happens, like, hey, look, this is what we're looking at. Kind of walk him through things on the sideline. He can sit in the you know, in the film room and you know get his reps and practice. Just make sure he's as prepared as possible. Or you can start him early, and you know this roster is set up very well for Trey Lance to kind of have a nice supporting cast where he's not. You know, acts to do too much to for the for the Niners to win, and also you know just his athletic ability gives us so much more for the Niners as well. But also just the the standpoint that Garoppolo is playing for his future job. You know, how does he come into camp? Does he come into camp, you know, just like on a mission? You know, like he's just like because really it's his job to lose. I think he's going to have the the. <laughs> I'm not, I can't dude. Even I'm I can't just even sitting still. <laughs> uh, if if you if you are not watching the uh, YouTube version, which you can find on either the Bay Kobe YouTube channel or the Nine Wire YouTube channel, um, you're missing uh, Vish Kumaran, uh, one of the goats of 49ers Twitter and 49ers content. Is he really period. a goat for doing this? Just heckling no. us in the middle no, of our podcast? No, that doesn't just, seem like a goat. No, I think he's just one of the goats in terms of content creating. <laughs> but yeah, Vish is, uh, is uh, cooking Sam because Sam's yawning on the job. So, But no, nah, for real, shout out to Vish, though. Yeah, he was, by the way, he was the first Cincinnati game. I'll give him that. I'll just say that right now. I mean, nah, I'll let them. Well, you know what? I'll... I'll yeah, I think Kobe could be the one heckling because you're the one putting the comments up on the screen. <clears throat> oh no, 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 no! You can see him if I didn't put him on the screen. So I no. mean, still, no, I'm letting the I'm letting the fans see. I'm letting the viewers see what Vish is saying because they can't see it on the. Uh... Oh, Vish, he wasn't. He first. wasn't first. He got it from someone else, but he he was the one that told me that it was Cincinnati first. I'll say that. Yeah, and shout Jason, out Jason yeah. Ponte. Jason, Jason's one of the other goats on 49ers Twitter, 49ers content. Um, yeah, I mean, Jason DePonte is an insider now. So, I mean, hey, breaking news. I, I'm not – no, he's not an insider. He doesn't want to be an insider. Don't go asking him for information, please. But, yeah, Jason's a goat. Just, anyway, just, just a general saying? tip real quick. Don't – unless you're, like, really close to people, don't ask information about – like what's going on, what your sources are. I've I've kind of learned this myself because I've always wanted to be doing that, learning that information. You always want to see the information, but people aren't going to give it to you. If you if they have sources, they're not going to give you their sources. They're not going to give you where their information is coming from. You keep sources to yourself. It's that simple. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to, no one's going to tell you. Hey, get your own source, okay? You people out there who want information, go get your own source. You put in the work, all right? I don't have any sources to use. I got
put in my own work. But um, <laughs> oh my god, you know what? Hey, Vish is making this this ending of this show very entertaining <laughs> for me. Very entertaining. What was I even saying? Okay, yes, I don't um, even know. You're you're talking about Rich Gangrilla. Jesus. Okay, let's start over. Room. All right. Just Jimmy, the starting Jimmy Grapple over trailer that makes sense. Okay, starting over. Yes, it can make sense. You know, if if Shanahan Trey Lance doesn't have to be the present, he is the future. He is for the next 10, 15, possibly maybe 20 years. You know, he's only 21 years old right now. If Shanahan wants to take it slow and start Garoppolo, who we know you can win games with, and people who say, Well, Garoppolo only wins with a good roster. Okay, the roster's good. It's a playoff roster, all right. Well, uh, you know, Garoppolo is only good because we're supporting. I mean, it's a good supporting cast, all right. So, the, playing Garoppolo is not going to cost the Niners a chance to get to the playoffs. So that's number one. Number two, if you want to start him slowly, knowing that Lance is the future, if you want to take the Mahomes method, which we can all debate about whether Mahomes should have played early on or you know played, you know where he did. Either way, Patrick Mahomes just said that sitting helped him a lot in terms of like just seeing how the game goes, you know, adjusting, game planning, all the preparation. Everything is different in the, in the NFL. And for Trey Lance coming from the FCS to the NFL, even though he did a lot of pro style things in college, if, if Shanahan feels like, you know, I want to make sure that he is as prepared as possible, if he wants to sit him for that reason, you know, so be it. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. Put him out there. You know, he's got his legs, he's got his athleticism you know you can play them you know Garoppolo can win you games Garoppolo will have you in games you can make the playoffs with Jimmy Garoppolo so playing him over Trey Lance doesn't like make the team worse and then you know just number three people always say you know oh, well you're wasting his rookie contract if you don't play Trey Lance now like he has he only's got four years like okay listen the biggest for me for me and this might be an opinion thing but for me personally the biggest benefit of a rookie deal is the fact that you can allocate more money to other places on the roster. You can't really do that this, this year. The roster is already set. So whether Garoppolo plays or not, whether you trade him or not, nothing else is going to change for the roster. The roster is what it is. So if you start Garoppolo over Lance, as far as the contract goes, it doesn't change anything. Now, wasting the contract could be if you kept Garoppolo next year and didn't trade him then. But there is no harm to – Shanahan potentially wanting to sit Lance because, hey, look, it's hard to get quarterback right. You know, you got to be real careful about you got to be real careful about how you bring them along, who you select and all that stuff. Lance is coming to a good situation. It's a good team. There's a good quarterback in front of him. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not a scrub. He is, you know, he. He, he works for this team and we see evidence of that in 2019. You know, it just the problem is he's not on the on the field enough. You know, and that's and Shanahan and them have said that, and we know that you can get better quarterbacks than Jimmy Garoppolo, but Garoppolo is serviceable. You know, you can win games with Jimmy Garoppolo. You can get to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's already been done. We've seen it. So I'm just not going to sit here and act like Jimmy Garoppolo playing football for the San Francisco 49ers is a bad thing. Like some people out there are are you know kind of alluding to. And then also just with the with the well, they traded three first rounders in the third. Okay, you know that's the cost of get that's, that's what it costs to get a quarterback. You know the Niners had a six and ten season. They were in position to get a quarterback, finally get their franchise quarterback, and so that's what they did. That doesn't mean they have to start him now. That's just what it costs to get their guy in the building. And now he's in the building, and now they can do as they please. You can take it slow, or you can put him in. For me, it doesn't matter. You know, if if Lance, I can see Lance being ready to go early on, but if he's not, you know, so be it. And if Jimmy Garoppolo plays the entire season and Trey Lance doesn't get one start, he might get snaps because of his running ability, but no starts, you know, it's cool. But, yeah, as far as, like, what I think about it, you know, it makes – there is some sense to starting Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's not act like Jimmy Garoppolo is the worst quarterback you've ever seen. Yeah, and I'll end it on this note. If Kyle Shannon wants Garoppolo in, absolutely go for it. If Kyle Shannon wants Trey Lance in – Go for it. I, I, I've i been saying whoever Kyle Shanahan wants at quarterback is an upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo because I don't believe Garoppolo. I mean, as I said earlier in the show, as I said earlier in basically every show we've done on this Talking Niners stuff, 
and basically almost every show I've done this offseason, Kyle Shanahan does not trust Jimmy Garoppolo. So if if Kyle Shanahan does regain that trust and wants to start Garoppolo, go for it. If he wants to start Trey Lance, go for it. Whoever Kyle Shanahan wants to start at quarterback, I'm cool with. Yeah, I mean, I, and I won't say like, I mean, okay, yeah, I know Garoppolo is not Kyle Shanahan's handpicked, but I think the the idea that that Shanahan can't stand the thought of Jimmy Garoppolo might be a bit far fetched. I don't know, maybe it's just me. I mean, maybe he might not, you know, trust him all the way. But also, another okay, this is one thing I thought about to myself, and I kind of just remembered it. I wonder if, like, what Garoppolo we're going to see this year? Do we see a different Garoppolo this year? Because he knows he's playing for his future, and he knows that Trey Lance. If Garoppolo is not playing well, can just snatch his job from him. So, like, does Garoppolo be a little more aggressive this year? You know, do we see just a, a, a better – I mean, I think Garoppolo could have a career year this year if he plays the entire way. Which, if he you know, plays the entire not, way. Also, I mean, you have the supporting cast around him. Yeah, it's a good team. This around. is arguably better than the 2019 supporting cast. This, Sorry, this is better than the 2019 supporting cast. He's got cast a better line. Offense. He's got a better, better line, line, better, better weapons. The running back core is better. Yeah. The you're defense will have more, to see. Yeah, and you're going to get more improved George Kittle. And uh, a better Kyle Shanahan. You know, you might uh, have some new plays, some new wrinkles in there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this team, they got some power now. You know, even if they don't play Lance, you've got Aaron Banks, you know, bigger, stronger offensive lineman, and Trey Sermon, who can kind of be your workhorse, uh, kind of be your closer, you know, so to speak. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good roster around Garoppolo if he plays. This roster is still a playoff team if Garoppolo plays. There is no harm in Trey Lance sitting. Let's not act like if Lance sits for any period of time, it's like, oh, what, what are they doing? This is the waste of time. They're wasting this rookie contract. No, I don't think that at all. So that's just my – and if Trey Lance, I mean, that could be proven wrong. Maybe, you know, Shanahan's like, nah, this, this dog, you know, let's get Trey Lance in there. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's – personally – I think Jimmy Garoppolo plays the majority of the season, if not the entire season. And then, you Ooh. know, Trey Lance, Trey Lance is the future. And then Garoppolo is the present. I could be wrong. That's a hot take right there. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> it really shouldn't be, though. I mean, Garoppolo is the veteran. I know Trey Lance is the Garoppolo is the veteran, there. but, I mean, it, but, it really it comes down to a trust factor for Kyle Shanahan. I don't think And I does. definitely think – I mean, I don't know. It's tough. I would not – it's so un- – yeah, you're you're definitely right. This could be a Mahomes situation where Garoppolo does not play at all this year. This also could be one – it's Sam Darnold situation where Trey Lance, not expected to start week one, does indeed start week one. It's it, You really have no clue when this is going to happen. I think after the buy is still reasonable. It's going to be interesting, though. You you probably want to get Trey Lance in a, in a stretch where not the hardest games – not the yeah, easiest I mean, it, game. It's really, I guess I pull it back up, but I can find it real quick. Um, the schedule we can kind of because now we have the schedule, we can kind of, kind of, I guess, talk about it a little bit. And I really didn't plan to talk about when he would start, but whatever. Um, yeah, so I mean, you got the early buy, so you're really gonna have to. I mean, the only way you know Lance gets after the buy to me is if okay, I guess I answered this. Do you think preseason would play a factor? First Without of all. A doubt. I don't know because here's the thing. Trey Lance is going to be playing the second team of the Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders. Like Garoppolo would get in the first team. You know, he'll be playing against the starters. And Trey Lance, will, I mean, Trey Lance is probably going to kill whoever he's playing against because it's the second teamers, you know? And um, it also leads me to another point I was saying with if Trey Lance sits, it's not like he's not getting any play time because he will be in the practice, he'll be in the film room, and he'll be playing in the preseason games. It's not like if Lance doesn't start, he's going to go home and sit on his couch and play Warzone and eat Doritos and drink Mountain Dew. Like, no, he's going to be in the film room. He's going to be playing the preseason games. He can get his reps there. But um, I don't think preseason will – I mean, unless Garoppolo comes out and just has the worst preseason in the history of preseasons, I think Garoppolo is the favorite to start week one. Yeah, no he's the how favorite. No matter how Trey Lance plays. It, I, th- I definitely think he's the favorite. I think if Trey Lance is ready, I I think the thing is with the thing between the two quarterbacks is if if Trey Lance is ready week one, the 49ers are going to hesitate to start him. And that's going to be shown in preseason. Even if Garoppolo looks great, 
I think if Trey Lance is ready, again, you have two easy opponents, Detroit and Philadelphia. Those could be opponents that you can kind of ease him into and work out if Trey Lance is ready by preseason. At By the end of the preseason, I should say. Here's another angle. If Jimmy Garoppolo starts, first of all, he plays well. I mean, you're going to trade him anyway at some point. He, like, the, the clock is ticking. us. I say it a lot, but the clock is ticking on Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, easily. If he, if he plays and he plays well, his value only goes up because his value is real low right now. Like we saw, we saw Bridgewater get traded for a sixth rounder. Oh, what do you think they'll give up for Jimmy Garoppolo? Not, you know, not anything about that. Maybe a fifth if you're lucky. But if he starts and he plays well, his value will only go up, and that benefits the Niners because guess what? They get more in return, you know. And then, what else was I going to say? I think I forgot. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> As far as value goes, if Jimmy Grapple plays and plays well, it helps the Niners out because they get one return. He's going to be gone anyway. He's not going to be here next season. I can guarantee you that. He's not going to be here next season. Oh, no, he's not easily. Yeah, and I so definitely he, think, I mean, maybe you're right with the value. You want to get that value up with him. But I think at the end of the day, you're going to put the quarterback who wins the most. And it's actually, there's no telling. There's no telling. You know, I mean, I, listen, we have no idea. Okay, we have no idea how Shanahan's used this. He hasn't really. I mean, he's he said that Jimmy Garoppolo is is the starter at this moment, but that Trey Lance can earn the opportunity to compete with him. But if you start Garoppolo, and then you get the safety cushion if you start Garoppolo out. Okay, let's say <clears throat> my force going out. Let's say Jimmy Garoppolo struggles. You get the excuse to put Trey Lance in and say, "Hey, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't playing well." And we give we think Lance gives us a better chance to win. If you start Lance out the gate and he struggles, that gets a little problematic, right? If if Garoppolo is still here, then the locker room is like, okay, we know Jimmy is a winner. He helped us get to a Super Bowl, and you started Lance out the gate, and now we're losing. You know, so then the locker room maybe gets a little like, okay, does Kyle really know what he's doing here? Is, is he is he letting his emotions get too involved here in the quarterback battle? If Jimmy starts and Jimmy sucks, you can just bring Lance in, no no issue. It's like, yeah, Jimmy wasn't playing well. This is our future. We're going to play him now. You know, there's also that angle, too, you know, from, the, from a media standpoint, which I don't think they'll do anything because of the media. But if that were the case, they, they would get a soft, it would be a softer landing spot for, for Lance rather than, hey, you know, we got a quarterback who's been to the Super Bowl before on our roster, but we're going to start you over him. You know, just kind of yeah. like that angle. Yeah, I mean, at this point, there's so many angles that the 49ers yeah, could be really taking. Is. This, this could go a variety of different directions. And once it all I, happens, I, mean, I honestly think out. we could do a whole podcast on when Jimmy Garoppolo will start or if, if Jimmy Garoppolo will start or if it will be Trey Lance. I will be on the Jimmy Garoppolo plays more games than Trey Lance this season. And I'm on the opposite, Trey. I think Trey Lance will come in at some point and finish the season off. Yeah, Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy will waive that in the offseason. Oh, he's traded. I don't think he I, wants. I, think to, like, I, I mean, after this season, he'll get traded. Who could trade it like maybe mid late February, early March? Like he'll be gone quick once this season's over. Easily. And he'll. And I mean, the no the no trade clause means that they're probably. I mean, he's not gonna because they'll just cut him at that point if he says no. But I'm sure they'll do him a favor and, and send him to a good team. Maybe we'll see who needs a quarterback. Then we have no idea. <laughs> we got of us. There's but, a lot uh, of teams that could use a quarterback next year, but I mean, you're yeah. always going to see some quarterback just fall off. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some veteran who just like looks like complete trash. Maybe Big Ben. Uh, the Steelers are an interesting team because they can still be good next year when the season's Steelers, over. And you're then, probably looking at Pittsburgh. You're looking at Denver. Washington. You're looking at you know where they finish. Maybe. I, don't, I mean, Chris Patrick is in their future. Well, oh yeah, Washington. You're for sure going to need one. Yeah. Dare I say it, Tampa Bay? They drafted uh no nah, man, Kyle Trask is the future over there. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh New Orleans, maybe. Maybe James oh, Winston sucks and Jason Hill is gone, and they're not gonna play. Carolina um, could use one, maybe if Sam Darnold's not doing well. There's a lot of teams out there. I I mean, we could really have a whole episode on this if we wanted to. Hey, if the topics get dry, which teams could trade for Jimmy next year? That'll be the whole episode. <laughs> Why not, man? All right. Uh, we've been going for over an hour here. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Uh, 49 hour schedule came out. 
talked about that. Talked about the rest of the rookie class. Got into Jimmy versus Trey Lance for what will probably be the second and well, maybe the first on this podcast, but the first of many debates, depending on how the uh, whole thing goes. Um, the next time we do a podcast, the rookie minicamp will have happened. Actually, I think I have the schedule um, in here somewhere. I can pull it up. If you're not watching the stream, I'll, I will read it to you. But uh, here are the camp the camp dates. You can't see our faces, but minicamp uh, this weekend, 14th through the 16th. OTAs, you can see them. On, uh, they have about one, two, three, four, about like six different periods, I think. Um, May 24th through 25th, May 27th, June 1st through 2nd, June 4th, June 7th through 8th, and then June 10th. And they have the mandatory minicamp, which is June 15th through 17th. So those are the um, camp dates. We will have the rookie minicamp to probably break down and discuss. Um, I think 49ers beat writers will be out there, which means we'll probably get some some video of the rookies. And we'll talk about the rookies some more. Um probably next episode alongside maybe some other things that come out um, between now and then. With that being said, oh, yeah, and then I got to do the follow us. You can follow me on Twitter at BayCobe49GM. You can follow Sam at NanaWireSam. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. So you can subscribe to Sam um, on, you know, just search NanaWire on YouTube. It'll come up. You can search me, BayCobe, on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts specifically, Make sure you rate and review. really helps us out. With that being said, that'll do it for us. Go Niners. See ya. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. WinBet Sportsbook again? Yeah, man. Want to get in on these bets with me? Okay, fine. Just signed up. Yes. See? WinBet. Told you. Sign up at winbet.com today using promo code BLUEWIRE to get up to $1,000 toward a risk-free sports bet. That's W-Y-N-N BET and promo code BLUEWIRE. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.